0: So this morning, I have the privilege and honor to bring the Word of God to you, and I'm going to share a message that the Lord really gave me late yesterday for you, and it's called, Walking in the Fire. Somebody say amen. Walking in the fire, that God gives us victory in those places, and so I want to give you a little background on the teaching, that I, the book of Daniel that I'm coming to you today, and this is a story of King Nebuchadnezzar, and he had conquered the people of God, the children of God, and he had brought many of them into Babylon, into captivity. And in the opening of Daniel, we find out that Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were a group of them that were brought into this time of exile. So this morning, I'm going to talk to you real quickly about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and we're going to see the power of the working of God from the old scriptures, how they can be so alive and living today for you. So as we talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we have to Realize that at this time in uh, Bi- in the Bible, they were living in exile in a foreign land. A foreign land. Now, we've been teaching at Faith Builders that we are not of this world. We are just sojourners, right? We're not of this earthly realm. We live according to the kingdom of God. We live in a standard that is, is lines up with the Word of God. And so here they are living in this foreign land, and but they want to live according to the laws of God. They want to be true to God, true to God's conviction, but they're working for the government, and the government has their own agenda, and they live by the laws of the king or the laws of their land. And here are these three Jews. Jewish. Jewish boys wanted to live according to God's law. And so we're going to open up in Daniel 3. If you have your Bibles, get your notebook and your pen out, take a few notes or take them in your notepad, however you're able to take those notes this morning. But in Daniel chapter 3, verse 1, it sets up the story, and it says this, King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its breadth six cubits. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. So this was a really big idol. What I want you to see is this idol that the king instructed of gold was 90 feet tall and nine feet wide. So, just to wrap my mind around what this idol looked like or the, the massiveness of this idol, I went and looked on the internet and I wanted to see how tall the Empire State Building was. And so, each floor of the Empire State Building is 12 and a half feet tall. So, just by using those measurements, this idol was at least eight stories high and as i begin to imagine that i thought man what a tall intimidating structure that they saw every day. They couldn't get past it. They couldn't go about the marketplace. They couldn't go anywhere without seeing this intimidating idol. And it made me think of the season that we just happen to be here in America. There is no way right now we're getting away from news about this virus that has hit the world. There's no way we, we turn on the news or, or turn on our feed that we're not being bar- bombarded by this. But I'm here to encourage you today. That is an idol of the enemy. And God doesn't want us to be looking at those things that are t- intimidating us. God doesn't want us to look at those things that are in the natural, amen, because we have God living on the inside of us. And so in verse 6, this was the assignment. He built that idol with a big plan in mind. That idol was erected so that everyone could worship and bow down to that idol and worship the king and his idols. So in verse 6, he gives the consequences if they don't obey. Whoever does not fall down and worship the image shall immediately be cast into the burning, fiery furnace. There was a consequence if they didn't listen to the law of the land. But you got the children of these Jewish boys that say, but we want to live according to the law of God. We're not going to respond to what the world says. We need to respond to the conviction of God on the inside of us. And they knew that there was going to be a consequence. If they obeyed what God said in his law, there'd be a consequence of the burning, fiery furnace. So my first point this morning, number one, is don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated about the enemy of this virus. Don't be intimidated and allow fear to come and get into your heart. We have to use wisdom. We need to do the right thing. That's being asked of us, but we do not have to be intimidated by this thing because we have God living on the inside of us. Amen. We got His power, we got His Holy Spirit, and we have the blood of Jesus. And so, my second point this morning is this don't bow down. Everybody say, Don't bow down, no matter what it looks like. At this point in the story, the kings gathered all of His officials together and they were dedicating this golden image. Before everyone, and they wanted the, all the people, as the worship, as the sounds of instruments played, they wanted everybody to bow down in worship. And I'm here to tell you today Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not bow. Amen? They did what was right even if there was going to cost them danger of their life. Now, what I want to encourage you today is, thank you, Jesus. The choice that we're making to walk knowing that God is with us, God is covering, and God is protecting us is not going to cost us our life. Amen? We have to have some seclusion, and we've got to do, do some things that way. But we don't let fear. We're not going to bow our knee to fear. We're not going to bow our, fe- our knee to what the world wants us to bow our knee to, right? Because when we do that, we don't lose our life but we lose our joy. We can lose our hope, and we can lose our peace, and God is saying, don't bow your knee to that idol, amen? We serve a great big God, and in verse 8, the Chaldeans, who were considered the wisest men at that time, were uh, aiming their attention towards these three Jews. They were intimidated by these three little young men, Jews, who lived by the laws of God, And I know it's because these young men lived by the wisdom of God and the Chaldeans lived by the wisdom of the world. Well, how many know the wisdom of God outweighs the wisdom of the world? Amen? And they were intimidated, so they were actually coming as accusations and to put blame on them. How many know the enemy wants to accuse us right now? The enemy wants to make us feel worthless and make us feel beat down and what's gonna happen and we're worried and try to cause us to bow our knee, but we're not gonna do that, are we? Thank you, Jesus. And so these Chaldeans, in the uh, second part of verse 12, it says this. These men, O king, they went to the king, and guess what? They became tattletales. Now, I don't know if any of you have children. I was one of those little kids that always was the tattletale and my mom and dad are like, quit tattletaling, you know, so I think they nicknamed me TT, if I remember correctly, and I hated it. Nobody loves a tattletale, but that is what they did. The Chaldeans, they said, these men, O oh king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship you and the golden image that you have set up. So once where they had favor with the king, once now they had esteemed positions in the government, now things are about to change, and the anger of the king rose up. So let's take a minute and look at Daniel 3, verse 13. It says this, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is this true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? And then it goes on to say, now, he's giving them one last chance. Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, I don't even know what that is, the harp, the bagpipe, and every kind of music, you need to fall down and worship the image that I have made. And if you do that, it is well and good with you. Now, what I want you to see in this story is that worship belongs to God. Praise belongs to God, and the enemy, the king, the king of this world wants to steal our worship. They want, the enemy of this world wants us to bow our knee to fear, being overwhelmed, being in depression, right? And that word worship means to prostrate oneself. Well, I'm here to tell you, church, we are not called to bow our knee to the forces of this world, amen? We are not called to worship this world. We're called to worship God. King goes on to say, "If you do that, it'll be good with you. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a a burning fiery furnace." Then listen to how arrogant he was, and who is the God, little G, that will deliver you out of my hands? See, the world wants us to make make us feel like, "Where are you, God?" Why did this happen, God? Well, why isn't it the miracle, God? We're afraid to stand up because the enemy is challenging us. Can God really move on our behalf? And that's the job of the enemy. But something that you'll learn about these three young men, they remained faithful to God. And I'm asking you this morning, let's remain faithful to God We're not going to bow our knee to what we see and our feelings and our emotions. Amen. We're going to see what God sees. I found this awesome scripture as I was studying in Philippians 2 verse 9. This is your freedom verse and you need to write it down. Let it be part of your devotions throughout this week. It said, therefore God has highly exalted him, capital H, that's Jesus, God has exalted Jesus. That word exalted means this, the highest position, elevation above all others. Listen, the God that we serve is seated at the right hand of God, the Father. That is the position of our king. That is the position of the name of Jesus. Amen. So it says God has highly exalted Jesus and given him the name which is above every name. So any other name here on earth, if it's COVID-19, if it's depression, if it's cancer, we don't care what it is. Listen, Jesus trumps all those names. Amen. Jesus is the name that is powerful and mighty than all those things. And as believers, we've got to see ourselves that we are seated with Jesus in heavenly places. So that means if I'm with Jesus in my spiritual walk, right, I live according to the law of the word of God, I'm sojourners in this natural earth, but I live by the authority of the kingdom of God, then everything that's under the name of Jesus, guess where it's at? It's under my feet too, right? When you know who you are. And and then the word says, and at that name of Jesus, what's going to happen? Every knee shall bow. Do you see how the enemy is trying to steal our worship? The enemy is trying to cause us to bow down before the systems of this world. When Jesus says, you don't bow down to the world, every knee is going to bow down to me in my name, amen, and those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And listen this morning, when you begin to exalt Jesus, When you begin to see that name of Jesus is above every name, when you do that, that exalting and honoring God becomes a fountain of living faith springing out of you that now begins to produce the miracle that you need. So when fear is gripping you and you feel overwhelmed, all you got to do is say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And in that moment, you need to see your faith connecting to the heart of God. And now you've got miracles that are going in motion. Amen. Number three, put your trust in God. They put their trust in God. When their faith was tested, it says in verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king. This was their response to the intimidation. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Guess what? I don't even have to address it. I don't owe the world anything. I know who my God is. They said, if this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But then they go on to say, this is where their faith kicked in. But if not, be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your God or worship the golden image that you have set up. Amen? That's where your faith is tested. Listen, this is where Ephesians talks about, that the testing of your faith produces patience. Guess where where your faith is tested? In the fire. There's no other way to know if your faith is really where you need it to be until you go through the fire. The church of God right now, we're going through the fire. We're overwhelmed and we're bombarded, but we have to know that God, our God, will redeem us from this destruction. Hebrews 13, 6 says, We may say boldly, The Lord is my helper, I will not fear what can man do to me? Amen? Because we serve a greater God. Really quick, because I'm running out of time. It goes so fast on here. But number four, um, nothing can touch you. Why? Because God is with you in your trial. What can man do to me? Nothing. Why? Because God is with me in this trial. Amen? When um, they face this trial, being thrown in the fiery furnace, listen, things got worse. We're praying right now. We're believing God for miracles and when we're not seeing it happen in the time frame that we think. We get worried. But listen, God is still in control. And for those three boys, things got worse before it got better. The king was furious and his countenance changed. There was no more favor with the king. The furnace was heated up 7 times hotter so that the men that threw them in were actually consumed with the fire and died. But I want you to see this in verse 21. They bound them in their coats. And threw them in the fire. What does the enemy want to do? He wants to bind you up. Bind you up in fear. Bind you up in worry. Bind us up in depression, right? That's what the world wants to do. But I want to hear you. I want to tell you today, God did not leave them alone. God was with them. And in verse 24, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and he rose up in haste. Here's the miracle. He declared to his counselors, did we not cast three men into the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. And listen to what Nebuchadnezzar said. He answered them and said, but I see four men unbound. Somebody shout unbound. See, we want to run from the fire, but God says it's in the fire that I'm going to break the chains that bind you. It's in the fire that I'm going to break depression and fear because God says I'm in the fire. I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And these men found freedom in the fire. As I was reading that story this week, I thought to myself, wonder what they are talking about. Like, what did that conversation look like? What was God saying to them? Were they singing? Or I can't wait to get to heaven. I really want to find out what they all were saying, right? So they were walking unbound, and he said to them in the midst of the fire. And what happened? They are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like the Son of God. Amen. Isaiah 43 says this. But now, says the Lord who created you, O Jacob. This is my promise for you, and I'm going to wind it up this morning. I want you to put your name in here. I want you to put your children's name in here. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, Barb Pruitt, and who formed me, Barb Pruitt, fear not. I am with you. Okay, I won't do that to you all today. <laughs> I'm not the singer. Thank you, Jesus. We have a great praise team. But fear not for I have redeemed you, says the Lord. I have called you by your name today. And what is that name? Your name is victorious. Your name is overcomer. Your name is healed. Your name is protected. Amen. God is calling you by the name that he sees you. He says you are mine. The world can't have you. The devil can't have you. Discouragement can't have you. We we have God in our fire. Verse 2, when you walk through the waters, that means the storms of uncertainty, the the fear, the overwhelming, when you walk through the water, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers, they will not overtake you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt, nor shall the flames scorch you. Amen. Thank you Jesus that we're going to go through this fire and we are going to win this battle because God is on our our side. I'm on my last point, and my crew is giving me my like 30-second sign. So here we go. Number five, last one. God will come through for you. Amen. This is powerful. The fire didn't kill them. They were walking around in this furnace. Now listen to the victory of God. This is the best point that I can make this morning. Then Nebuchadnezzar, came near to the door of the burning, fiery furnace, and he declared, listen to what the king who was coming against them said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what did he do? He called them by their name. That king had to bow to the name of Jesus. Come on, victory. Come on, healing. Come on, breakthrough, right? Come on out of here. He says, servants of the most high God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the fire, and guess what? The fire had no rule over them. Their hair wasn't singed, their clothes wasn't burnt, and they didn't even smell like smoke. This is what God will do in this hour of victory. Number one, God's going to deliver us. We don't have to worry. God's going to keep his church safe, amen. And number two, his name will be glorified. At the end of all this, the name above all names is going to be glorified, amen. And what happened last with these Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when the king realized the great I am delivered these young boys, he gave them promotion, So listen, what we're going through, prophetically, God is promoting his house. God is promoting his church, capital C. Not a bunch of little churches, but the church of Jesus Christ. We are about to be promoted and ushered into the greatest hour the church has ever seen. Amen. Revival. Signs wonders, and miracles. We are not beat down in this season. We're just coming out, and we're going to see the strength of the churches arise like never before. I'll close with this quote. It says this, the darker is always brighter when the light shines. The darker, no, sorry, the darkness is at its brightest when the light shines. Amen. So as the darker gets greater, the light gets Brighter. Somebody say amen. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for this awesome time with our church family. Lord, I miss them so much. I miss being tangible with them, but I know that you are there with them. And I want to make sure everyone has the opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This is the most important part of our service today. This is why we scattered so quickly to get into your homes and your cars and your phones. It's so we can give you Jesus. Not just a great message, but Jesus. The gift of eternal life. And when we come to Jesus, it's not a magic pill. Everything doesn't go away perfectly. It doesn't, it doesn't, everything doesn't change immediately. But you have a connection with the living Savior. You have a hope for the anchor of your soul. And you have eternity that you can live. When we take our last breath here on earth, we're going to go to a living Savior in God and give praises to him for eternity. And I'm going to walk you through this prayer right now. And I want you to pray with me out loud. The Bible says, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and you shall be saved. And I want you to say this prayer. Maybe you're coming back to Jesus. Maybe you've wandered away, and now God has brought you right to this video just to see this church service. It's your time for hope. It's your time for the love and the peace and the grace of God. So just repeat this simple prayer, because Jesus paid it all. All we have to do is receive the free gift of salvation. And I want you to repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I'm asking you, to forgive me of all my sins. I don't understand at all. And I don't even understand you fully, God. But I'm trusting you today that you're a living Savior who died for my sins. And I'm going to surrender all to you. In the precious name of Jesus, amen and amen. You know, the Bible says that we confess our sins there as far as the east is from the west and he remembers them no more. And as soon as you said that prayer, God wrote your name in the Lamb's book of life. But listen, we want to be here to disciple you. We want to be here to teach you more about Jesus. And so Pastor Paul is going to come, and he's going to share some ways that we can make that connection with you right now. Thank you for letting us come into your home. It's been an honor.
1: Pastor Barb, fantastic message. I think we all need to be reminded that whatever fires we're in, Jesus is in the midst of our fire. Before you click off here today, some of you acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And what we're asking you to do is just type yes in the feed below this video. And a member of our team will make sure that there is a link that is provided to help you understand what your next steps are in your walk with Christ Pastor Barb, I know you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. He took us exactly the way we were. Yes. And God has a plan for you, and that plan will be manifested through your salvation.
0: Amen.
1: There's a great way you can actually get connected, and you can actually uh, pull out your phone, open your text message, uh, and you can actually type get connected, all one word three one three one three one so that's get connected all one word space three one three one three one
0: and if we could have the moderators write that in there so people who are wandering in for more information we want to make sure they get that text message it's important
1: that way we can get information yes. to people you could be watching all over i had friends from high school <laughs> thank you guys for getting on there that's awesome people from that i haven't talked to for years were on my uh, live stream party here today so uh, without further ado Wednesday night uh, I'll be bringing a message uh, it is called there is life in the blood
0: yes
1: and uh, 7, Pastor PM Bart, live. 7 p.m. Yep. yep Wednesday night it'll be live and uh, you'll be able to tune right in from there of course start your watch parties and everything else um, also, Pastor Barb, you're going to be doing a, uh, a five live minute. stream, five-minute live stream throughout we the week each videos. day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so every day there'll be videos on, on uh, available to you as well. Stay connected, uh, Pastor Barb. Why don't you go ahead and cl- close out the service? Yeah, I just
0: want to close you with this blessing and speak it over your family and your children and friends. So let's let me just bless you with this today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Hey, listen, faith builders and everybody watching, this is the year of miracles. Amen. Praise God, we love you so much. We can't wait to tune in with you again. We'll see you soon. God bless.